let's uh, just talk to our Heavenly Father. And let's start by just individually telling your Father in Heaven what is going on inside of you. And be honest because He can handle the truth. Daddy, it's amazing that uh, you can understand me. You can understand each person in this room, each person in this city, and on the on the face of our uh, planet. You can understand us, and you do deeply better than we understand ourselves. And it's also amazing that despite knowing us down to the depths, you love us. And you expressed your understanding by becoming one of us. Fully God and fully man in Christ. And you didn't just walk this life um, with us but you walked it perfectly and uh, you were unjustly killed on that tree 2,000 years ago but even in that uh, your victory was shown by resurrection and your ascension so Jesus who, whoever we think we are today and wherever we think we are uh, we come wanting to follow you wanting to hear from you and obey you. So help us do that now as we open your word. Amen. Well, today's kind of a sad day for me because uh, we're finishing the Sermon on the Mount. And we've been here for like four months. uh, And as I've just slowly worked through it, I'm convinced this is the greatest sermon ever preached, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. And it's just been a tremendous blessing to me personally, so thanks for uh, walking through it with me. That's three chapters in four months. It's it's very slow pace. And it's so rich, these three chapters in Matthew are so rich that people like Dallas Willard, who was an incredibly brilliant man, can write 400 pages that are just dense. I mean, on each page, you just kind of have to stop and think about what he said. There's no easy pages in here. Um... But it's, it's just so rich that he can write 400 pages on this three-chapter message and uh, still not really even begin to, you know, plumb the depths. There's so much more that could be said. And, and Dallas was the first person I ever heard describe Jesus as brilliant. Like, we think of professors in university settings as, you know, the experts and the... Uh, the leaders and intellect of the day. And and he encourages us as Christ followers to look at Jesus as the smartest person who ever walked the face of the earth. And one of the marks of true genius is that you can take really big 
complex ideas and, and just delineate it down, boil it down to, to something simple or even better, a, a single point or even better, like a single story. And oh my, does Jesus deliver in spades at the end of this message. I mean, Dallas, you know, he can plumb the depths and write 400 pages, have so much more to say. But the way that Jesus ends this message, anyone, like even your three, four-year-old child, if they hear these last five verses we're going to cover today, they will adequately and accurately understand the heart of Jesus' entire Sermon on the Mount. So let's look at Jesus' brilliant closing illustration. And it is, is a word picture uh, that captures the aim of his whole message. This is from Matthew 7, verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. So I I think it's pretty clear Jesus' aim here is that people would hear his words and put them into practice. That we would hear from Jesus and do what he said. We would hear and practice. And Jesus makes it so simple that like, I honestly don't know what else to say. (laughs) Jesus makes it as clear as day. Even 2,000 years later, hear Jesus and do as he says. Then you will be the person who built your house, your life, on a solid rock foundation. Hear Jesus and do as he says. And we're not doing this to earn anything from Jesus, but to enjoy relationship with him. So hear Jesus and do as he says. So we're just going to move straight into the application, and it's going to be kind of a unique Sunday because what I want us to do, all of us together, is spend time asking the question, Jesus, what do you want me to hear and put into practice? Another simple way to phrase that question is, how can I obey you today? And we're going to spend time in silent prayer, and I just want to kind of coach you through this. If you don't hear anything Spend the time to keep asking the question, and as you ask it, communicate your willingness, your your willingness to say yes to Jesus, your willingness to put whatever he has said into practice once he makes it clear to you. But these words that he's talking about, so if if you want, and I encourage you to do this, is to to go back through chapters 5, 6, and 7, because those are these words Jesus is referring to. Chapter 5, he talks about a descriptive life of the kingdom of heaven, what what that looks like, a vision of life in the kingdom. Chapter 6 is how to move towards that kind of life, the internal training that we talked about. And chapter 7 is our insides coming out. We're, We're training internally, but it comes out in relationship with God and other people. And I'm convinced that if we if we do that, if we consistently live our lives seeking to hear from God and putting it into practice, 
we're not going to be disappointed. We're going to find fulfillment because our, our life is going to be built on a solid rock foundation of Christ. So here's the game plan. I'm going to give five minutes to just for, for each of us to silently pray and ask that question, how can I obey today? And then I'm going to give some optional guides uh, for the next five minutes. So feel free to ignore me if you sense God is leading you uh, already. Uh, so here we go.
picked a bad day to forget my watch. So uh, we'll call that the first five minutes. And here's, here's the guides if you're struggling and kind of need more specificity. Uh, if one of these stands out, just talk to God about that one. If more than one stands out, sit with one at a time, please. Don't rush to kind of get them all done. Um, the purpose is to hear and obey, to hear and put it into practice. And again, if nothing stands out, it's a great opportunity to just increase your resolve to say yes to Jesus. So if finances is something you consistently find weighing on your mind, uh, Jesus talks about that in chapter 6. So you might turn there and hear from him and then just resolve to obey him. Uh, Ask for help to obey him in that. If you find yourself regularly full of anger or struggling with internal lustful desires, go to chapter 5, verse 21 and forward. If you're struggling with praying, uh, Jesus taught us how to pray. If you're struggling with just kind of keeping focused, just rephrase Jesus' prayer in chapter 6, beginning in verse 9. If you're struggling with relationships to other people, uh, look through chapter 7 and ask God to show you what's the next step. How can I obey in relating to others? And and lastly, if, if you just kind of are tempted to believe that you're worthless, or even if you have a twinge of that, I'd encourage you to go to the very start where Jesus pronounces blessing over his followers. That no matter your situation, you're blessed because you're in the kingdom. You're the light of the world. And just let him speak that over you, that truth. And, and again, choose to believe him, even if you don't feel like it. So I, I really have nothing else to say. I believe Jesus has a lot to say. And so we're going to spend another few minutes uh, just intentionally um, hearing from, from, from Jesus.
So we just spent about 10 minutes, uh, I'm sure imperfectly, but heading in the right direction, saying yes to Jesus. And uh, as we transition to singing our yes to Jesus, I'd encourage you to stand uh, just as a way of your body participating. uh, Stand as a sign of your yes and keep the conversation going with God as we continue worshiping through song.